Fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, every time I hear that intro, I have to chuckle because the guy who made that intro, Ron, oh, I wish I could remember his last name, I just started past the salt ministries. I, I don't know. It, might, it may have been early, early 2000s. And I was doing local, local radio here. That's a whole story too. Um, but anyway, uh, I created a little intro to my show. And, and so Ron, I can't remember his name. I, I paid him, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks or something. He made that intro. And every time that thing plays, I just chuckle. Cause I got to tell you something, folks. I didn't know anything back then. I, I just, was wrong. I just knew something was wrong. And so I, I would go on the radio and I would talk about stuff that I thought was wrong with some type of spiritual bent to it. But I was so ignorant. I was so ignorant. And listen, can I tell you something? I'm probably worse today. I'm probably more ignorant today. Because see, I think I know more. So therefore, I think I'm smart. But this thing, this this thing that this this thing we call uh, life, the world, the, well, the devil is, devil is, he is knee deep, baby, in the midst of all this stuff, stirring up lies. Every time the Holy Spirit brings the truth, the devil tries to counter it with a lie. He is the father of lies. He doesn't just tell lies. Everything he says is a lie. So his job is to pervert everything that is true and righteous. That's the job of the devil. And I don't, I don't care where you are. I don't care what, what business you're in. You are going to be fighting good versus evil everywhere we go. Now, from a mythological standpoint, is the devil really, is there really a devil? As L.A. Marzulli said last night, I, was had a, I had him on the Hagman Report last night. Maybe I'll talk about that here in a second. He said that uh, we use the word long. It's really not, uh, really wasn't a serpent. It was a dragon. It was a dragon. That's the word L.A. uses, the dragon. And for whatever reason, mythological, whatever you want to call it, there is a battle between good and evil. It's spelled out in Genesis 3.15. I, I, let, me, let me do this real quick, uh, Jonathan. Maybe you're not ready. Go to Bible Gateway or whatever and pull up Genesis 3.15. I forgot you, Myra, because L.A. Marzulli said yesterday, I was on the Hagman Report again last night. I, I hosted in for Doug, who had some jaw surgery. He's okay. But uh, L.A. said, if you don't get, if you don't get Genesis 3.15, if the Christian church does not understand Genesis 3.15, they might as well throw away the Bible. So, Jonathan, just put in, just type in, yes, just type in 15. Oh, yeah, just go down to 15. L.A. said, this is the heart, this is the root of the battle that we're facing. And then let's start with verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. And above every, isn't that interesting? Why would he say above the cattle? I have to look that word up. And above every beast of the field, and upon your belly shall thou go, and thus shall thou eat all the days of your life. And L.A. said, here is the central focus of Christianity. If we miss this, we miss the whole thing. And I will put enmity. 
That's an eternal struggle between you and the woman. And between the devil's seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. In other words, he says, the seed of the woman's going to win this thing, but it's going to be a war, and her, the seed of the uh, Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman, will crush his head, going to bruise his head. Going to. Going to bruise his heel. It's going to be a price for him to pay into the world as well. But if we don't understand this as the genesis of all Christianity, then we miss the whole thing. And I, I thought about that for a while. I said, man, you know, that, that, is, that is pretty profound. That was good and evil, right and wrong. Truth against lies. Manifested right here before us. Uh, call it Jesus. Call it, hey, you could, you, you, could be a, you could be an atheist and understand that there's a fight between right and wrong. The determination is what's right. And what's wrong, and who gets to say what's right and wrong, right? So that's our, that's our battle. That's called multiculturalism. That's called uh, values clarification. That's taking what you believe and trying to destroy what you believe. Which is why I tell people: if you go to the street, boy, the Holy Spirit's on me. If you go to the street, friends, and all you do is preach the Word of God to them. Now, the word of God is, uh, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the, dividing even unto the soul and the, and the spirit. There's nothing like the word of God. But if you do not win the secular argument, they will not be open to it. Why? Because what? Huh? The natural man receives not the things of the spirit. Neither can he. Why? Because it's spiritually discerned. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have the software. He doesn't have the interpretation. He doesn't. He can't do it. So if you stand out on the street and you're preaching a lot out on the street and they're flipping you off and doing all that, well, telling you the truth, they ain't hearing it. They ain't hearing it. Now, street preaching is good because there may be some who will hear it. So you can't say, I'm not going to go do it because some might hear it. But many won't. But I like the idea of an argument, which is what we try to do here. I don't know if you've picked up on it. I try to bring a secular perspective to what we talk about here because we live in a secular world. And those of us are so ingrained in the Bible that we've almost lost our impact in the world. Do you you guys understand what I'm saying? You understand? If we don't understand this stuff, if we don't understand how the world operates, we're just going to be tingling cymbals and Clashing brass, whatever the whatever it says, right? Man, oh man. Anyway, come on in, Myra. Go ahead and pray it, Chris. In here or out of here, whatever. Man, good morning. Today. Wow. Yes. Good morning, Saints. Good morning. Uh, we're reading Second Timothy two twenty three King James version, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowledge yeah. that they do gender strives. Yeah. Foolish and unlearned questions avoid because all they do is call cause fights. Go ahead. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in Coach Dave Heidel. We read in Jeremiah 31, 32, and 33, King James Version, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt which my covenant they break, although I was husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel for those days, saith the Lord. 
I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I release the fire, the love, and peace unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And again, we talked about it the other day. Israel, Zionist, uh, Israeli. Did I say that twice? They're not all the same thing, friends. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. Sorry. Got to get on. Okay, so here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come slamming away here before we get. Oh, I got a lot to talk about. Uh, do number one up there, Jonathan. Let me get the let me get the hands raised part over here going. We had a great show. I think we did. I think uh, we had a great show last night. On uh, Doug Hagman asked me to sit in sit in for him last night, and I had an hour. Did an hour with L.A. Marzulli, and then about a half hour with Ohio Brett. And we talked about the Christian Revolution. L.A. was on fire. He was. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> that guy is something. So uh, we're gonna have that posted at some point. I sent it to Jared this morning. He probably didn't get a chance to get it up there. The Hagman report last night was. Was L.A. Marzulli unhinged, and it was really, it was really, really good. And uh, I'm like, man, they just your eyes get open. Okay, I got to show you this. All right. Oh my, hey Doc, I thought of you this morning, and I was so pissed. Am I allowed to use that word? I was so pissed off when I saw this last night. Secular. I love being pissed off. Yeah. They confessed, this is from John Rappaport, the smoking gun of smoking guns. They confessed, this is the CDC. You ready, friends? They confessed they had no virus when they made the test for the virus. Stop a minute. They're testing for something they don't even know exists. That's what CDC is telling us. They know there's a virus of some kind out there. They make up this phony test. And they send it all across the world, and everybody take this test, cram us up your nose. And they now come, come, they now say it was, they confess they had no virus when they concocted the test for the virus. They con- contrived a model by pretending to find what they wanted to find. It's called a self fulfilling prophecy. This is a con and the con- crime that drove millions of lives and economies into ruin. Scroll on down because I don't want to read the whole thing. Keep on going uh, down there, Jonathan. I'll show you where I want. Right? Uh, keep going. Okay, here it is. Here it is. All right? Here's their, here's their press release. After December 31st, 2021, the CDC will withdraw the request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use authorization of the novel coronavirus diagnostic test. The panel, the, the SA first introduced in February 220 for the detection of scars covid 20 CDC is providing advanced notice for clinical laboratories to have adequate time to select and implement one of the many Fed FDA authorized alternatives. Folks are telling you right now, we're pulling that test we've been using. We're getting rid of that thing. It didn't work. Many people believe this means that CD is giving up on the PCR test as a means of detecting the virus. CDC isn't saying that at all. They're saying that the PCR technology will continue to be used, but they're replacing it with a test that's looking for a better reference sample. CFDCD are confessing there has been a problem with the PCR test from the beginning right up to this minute. In other words, millions and millions of COVID cases based on the PCR test were all suspect. Actually, the statement is too generous. Every PCR test should be thrown out. Young folks, do you get what do you understand what they did to us? 
the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people who tested positive for COVID, they didn't even have a test to determine it. During the months of the early of the coronavirus 2019 pandemic, clinic specimens were not readily available to develop the vaccine. Therefore, the FDA concocted it. They made up something else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For the analytical and clinical performance elevation. Well, validation using this contrived, contrived, get that right? Contrived specimens provide a measure of confidence in the test performance. At the beginning of the pandemic, it is not feasible to precisely compare the performance of the various tests. They use contrived specimens because each test validated performance using samples derived from different gene species, synthetic, genomic, new. So I don't even know what that means, but here's what it means. They freaking cheated and knew it. Amen. Oh! And you all fell for it, well, everyone who did. They're still falling for it. What do you think about that, Doc? <laughs> what do you think about that? It says, hang on a minute. Translation. Translation. Paul John uh, uh, Rappaport, I love him. Translation. We at the CDC did not have a specimen. We never... <laughs> we never had a... We never found COVID. We never ever had any COVID. We, we made one up. We at the CDC didn't have a specimen for this virus when we made the PCR test. <laughs> yes, it's unbelievable, right? And that's the test we've been using all along. So we contrived samples of the virus, which tells you why if you do that, any type of flu or a cold, it tested positive. <laughs> test positive today, maybe not positive tomorrow. Help me out, Doc. Oh, Lord, help us. Anyway, uh, I question everything in medicine now. I don't know if you've seen, you've gone to the store, the drugstore, and see the Bionex test <laughs> everywhere. Stay the hell away from those two folks. I'm just telling yeah. you. I, I don't know where I'm going to go in medicine other than the other way. Hallelujah. So, so folks, look, look here. This is amazing. It says the FDA document goes on to say the agency has granted emergency approval to 59 different PCR tests. I could make one in my laboratory that would be just as efficient as what they're doing, folks. I could go right here and scrape some mold off the floor and put it in there. <clears throat> but don't worry, be happy because now the CDC and the FDA say they really do, really now, they really do have it now. They really got it now, I promise you this time. We really got it. In other words, they were lying then, but they're not lying now. They were confiding at them, but now they're telling you the truth. Oh, my uh, God. Dr. Paul, could you say that again? Because I, I couldn't understand what you said to stay away from. Well, somebody had uh, asked me about getting a Bionex. So one of the folks on this thing, they asked me to get a letter for them, exemption, so they didn't have to take the PCR. <laughs> they wanted to keep their job, so they had to take the Bionex, which is uh, totally different. But it, what I recommend if you guys got to do this thing is take a Q-tip and put it up your nose, a clean Q-tip, and then put it on that Bionex if you got to keep your job. The other thing is don't trust the damn thing an authority tells you in medicine without no. asking. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so here, here once again, Rappaport writes, I report virology's version of we isolated the virus. Scroll down. Here's what here's, he breaks it down for us. Here's what it means. It means this. They have a soup they made in their labs. The soup contains human and monkey cells, toxic chemicals and drugs, and all sorts of other random genetic material. 
because the cells start to die. The researchers assume a bit of the mucus from the patient they dropped in the soup is doing the killing. And the virus must be the killer agent in mucus. This assumption is entirely unwarranted. The drugs and chemicals should be used, should be doing the cell killing, should be the other way around. And the researchers are also starving the cells of viral nutrients, and that starvation could kill the cells. There's no proof that SARS-CoV-2 is in the soup, or that it was doing the cell killing, or that it even exists. Yet the researchers call cell death isolation of the virus. To say this is a non-starter is vast understatement in the universe. We assume without proof that we have the virus buried in a soup and a dish in the lab. Equals, we separated the virus from all surrounding materials. Virology equals how to spread bullshit for a living and scare the world. Other than that, it makes no sense. There you go. Amen. Perfect. Okay, now hang on. I'm not done. Not wish I was, but I'm not done. Number two, number three. Put up number three. This may have a swear word in it, but don't believe the media's fake postmortem. The pandemic is not a mistake. Scroll down here a little bit. Uh, I'm going to read this, John. It's not real long. Right, uh, mainstream media power. As as the mainstream media power down the pandemic narrative and engage war mode, there's still time for one last autopsy, and that's the media's postmortem of the pandemic itself. We found out yesterday they were getting paid to do it, right? And in a beautifully fitting piece of poetic irony, COVID's autopsy will be accurate and fitting to a foregone conclusion. This week has seen the uh, UK Sage Group discontinue the regular monthly meetings while admitting their predictions were at variance with reality. This group over in UK quit meeting because it was at variance with reality. In other words, their research had nothing to do with what was going on. The media are discussing this bad data, which was used to build the imperial college models that called for the lockdown. Telegraph article quotes Professor Mark Woolhouse, who claims in his recent book that lockdowns had surprising little effect and that anyone who supported lockdowns on the basis of half-million figure was misled, but still lays the blame at the feet of the incompetent, incompetence, never malice. Folks, this is all still part of the story. The post-event navel-gazing, we've seen it before. They said 911 was a result of failure of imagination. They said the Iraq war was supposedly the result of bad intelligence. Both outright provable lies, a protective rear guard for the establishment narrative. The astonish, uh, astonishing over mistakes and promising to do better the next time are all still part of the theater. Buttressing the fake story against a more brutal reality, COVID, as it was sold to us, Doc, never really existed. Uh, folks, my, my hat's about to pop up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm Popeye the same. That's the way I feel right now. Um, The pandemic was not organic. Lockdowns were not the result of panic. We've read all the facts. The data was fudged. The tests were useless. The statistics artificially inflated. And many deaths were intentionally caused to institutional medical negligence. Hospitals received funding bonuses as payoffs. (laughs) You killed people, they made more money. None of that did. None of that had anything to do with bad data or pessimistic models. They did it all on purpose. All of it. Every life lost, 
every business destroyed, every penny wasted, every child traumatized, every moment of anxiety and fear, every single one entirely intentional. Thumbs up, Doc. They ruin lives in countries, in the global economy as a deliberate policy on the back of the vast web of lies. And the last act of deception will be to claim it was all just a mistake. It's just a mistake. Meanwhile, the same agenda that masks itself behind the mistake, mass poverty, food, energy shortage, censorship, social control, well, now is creeping even closer to war. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to be the next mistake, you know, war. It's the same, no matter what they're saying, no matter what they're pretending to care about, what they actually want never changes. What do they want? COVID costs every single one of us something. Safety, money, trust, health, friends, family. But it gave us something too. It gave us a peek behind the curtain. In the ambition, the establishment exposed their true face. They think if they stop talking about the green reset, oh, anybody seen COVID? Anybody seen Fauci? The new normal or build back better for a few months, then we'll forget everything that we'll forget what they did to us. But we ain't forgetting. They told us clearly who they were, what they intended, and now they're going to pretend they didn't mean it. Don't believe it. <laughs> not for a second. They knew exactly what the hell they were doing. Mm. That's my end of it. Oh my goodness. This is so good. Now I'm going to get to they in a second. Okay. We'll get to they in a second. Okay. I'm going to let a couple of you in. Am I going to? Yeah. Let cut. Don't break the flow. Kurt, Michelle, quickly, Craig, Randy, go, go, Michelle. I'm going to break the flow because I want to take you back. So Randy. I didn't hear. Go, Craig. Go, Randy. Somebody. Hey, uh, Coach, uh, I think uh, we need to talk to them in their terms. Okay, so they really don't care about humanity, but I want to go back to all those lines of those cars. Do you know how much CO2 was emitted into the atmosphere for people waiting for four or five hours? So I think the CDC should be, A, charged with crimes of humanity, and they should make a carbon offset refund to Al Gore because they hurt the earth. So need to expose absurdity, use absurdity to expose absurdity. That's what we yes. got to do, Craig. I'm with you. Randy. That's a good point, Craig. Um, Coach, now, 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 looking back, just like what you just all read, did we need all the information? Did, did you, Coach, when this started, when it started, I knew I did not bear witness with it. Okay. Did you really need the information to know what to do? No. You had the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth in you that said something isn't right. Do not do this. We have to trust the spirit of God in us, coach. This is what I learned. This is what everyone should learn. You don't have to have a PhD. Their knowledge, their wisdom doesn't have to. We don't have to have that. We, We have the Holy Spirit to know the difference. Amen. Randy, I couldn't agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Amen. I, and some of us did, by the way. Some of us had that discernment of the Holy Spirit, but gave in, didn't they? Huh? They gave. They knew it was wrong, yet they continued to be bombarded by the enemy in a lot of different ways, and they couldn't hang on to the truth. They couldn't hang on to it. Right? 
It's like we say, how could how could all those people in Nazi Germany, how could they have lined up and walked into those cattle cars? We know now, don't we? We know now. We haven't seen into this baby, I promise you that. Larry. Yeah, I um you know, earlier you you talking about the devil is always about control. And I'm, I'm, I think you said God or is, is about freedom or whatever, but let's look at it biblically and realistically and logically. God is all about control too. It's just what actions is the devil trying to control people to commit and what actions are, is God trying to get the Holy Spirit to control or lead people to do. So it's control is, is the key word. Freedom comes in. And that everyone is free to behave however they behave. That that's the way God created mankind with free will. So freedom doesn't enter the motivation of either the devil or God. They both want Amen. control. It's just whether they can whether you're controlled to do good or you're controlled to do evil. So that part of the Bible that says learn and practice to discern good from evil, that is key. And I heard somebody say, somebody say, Larry, which is really, really, really profound. <clears throat> the real key is not being able to determine good from evil, but, determining, but being able to determine good from almost good. You, you understand? It's a very, very thin line, folks. It's yeah, a very yeah, thin line. Almost good is evil. Yep, almost I good. I don't have a- I don't have a hand. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, you do, Bobby. As long as it's not a finger. Don't give me a finger. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know that's uh, – I think oftentimes now that my understanding is increasing in a different way, we oversimplify that because I heard somebody recently say to me, the devil screams at me and the Lord whispers at me. So what I'm saying is taking that analogy – and how to, uh, so many people struggle with so many different things. That that's that's very true. We it, it's it's a it's a massive scream all the time to walk this way and do this thing. <coughs> and and the, the fewer people with the strength to resist, they hear the whispers. That's all I want to say. Amen. 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 By the, by, by the way, this flow, can I take by, you back to my question now? Because <laughs> Larry chucked us on the flow where I wanted to take us back to. Well, f- first of all, mentioned- I-, I take us back there. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Because you mentioned the battle of good versus evil. And um, Jesus on the cross, that's finished. The battle of good versus evil, God won. Good has won. We don't see it because, as Larry mentioned, people have free will. So God is letting all this still water out, but the battle is finished. Your battle and my battle and everyone's battle is that we will bend the knee willingly to God every day. Every day we need to go and say, you know what? Your will be done, Lord. Whatever that will may be, because sometimes it doesn't agree with our pride and sometimes we don't want to do it, but that's the, that's the Christian struggle. It's not because evil is going to get rampant. Coach, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse for us. They're going to start killing us. It's, it's going to get bad for us as believers in Christ because the devil absolutely hates us. Hates mm-hmm. us. Amen. But he's given us a way out, and we have to take that way out. Now, now look yes. here. I'm in. I'm, I'm in a dilemma because I got five hands up, and I, I got to give one the hands. Get. Keep on giving it, coach. I'm giving it, man. I'm giving it. Okay. Now, who's behind this? 
Because this article we just read keeps talking about they. 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 Who's they? You really want to dig into who they are? Do you want want to know or do you not want to know? Or do you want to continue to believe a lie? Because everything that you're hearing in the mainstream media, basically everything you're hearing is a lie. Now, the story may not be a lie, but the perspective on it. The the, uh, data around the story is a lie. Because they're trying to take you to a particular place, okay? You know, we all know that. Anybody in here knows this. So pull up for me if you could, Jonathan. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jonathan. Pull up for me real quick. Number, uh, which one is it? Seven, I think it is, Jonathan. Number seven. Now, friends, I'm not going to take the time to go through this. We'll put these links in the chat, okay? The Kazarian Mafia, you don't know what you don't know. Now, we talked about it yesterday. My wife said, honey, are you going to talk about that again? I said, I got to talk about it again, because until we understand who the enemy is, we are not going to be successful. I just can't go out in my backyard and start shooting. I have to to know where to aim the gun. And whether you want to believe it or not, I'm not going to read this. We can put this in the chat. If you guys want to, how do I say this in a minute? We know from yesterday or two days ago, whenever, that Jew, Israeli, Israeli, and Zionist don't mean the same thing. Can everybody raise their hand and say, Coach, I get that. Okay, I get that. Now, can you also raise your hand and say, the media wants you to believe they're all the same? (laughs) They want you to believe they're all the same. Because if they can interchange those words, like for me, they call me, what, the homophobe, bigot, hater. They throw them all in there. Racist. Any other ones for me? Misogynist. Uh, they, they throw those Anti-Semite. all, right? Anti-Semite, right? They throw those labels at us. And then they work it the other way, too. They get us programmed, and then they use the labels against us. You get it? Oh, come on. Tell me you get it. So as I said here today, I'm not anti-Jewish. I showed you yesterday, I got Jewish blood in me. I'm a Melungeon. How can I hate my heritage? Although they're trying to teach our kids in schools to hate their heritage, aren't they? And so when I come to the realization that uh, being anti-Semitic is a made-up word, and not all Jews are Jews, Jesus himself said that, right? Although who say they are Jews are Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. There's a synagogue of Satan. Folks, I'm trying to help you see what we're fighting against, all right? I'm gonna tell you something. Oh, I'm gonna get banned. No, I want my I'm hosting my own show now, my own platform. How do I say this in a nice way? Those who say they are Jews and are not are the Khazarian Mafia. That's who they are. And the Khazarian Mafia, hate to tell you this, rule the world. Out of the Khazarian Mafia came the Rothschilds and the, what's the other name? Roosevelt's and the seven. By the way, Rockefellers. The kings of this earth, Psalm 2 says. Yeah, the kings of this earth, 
Psalm 2 says, have set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed. So who are those rulers of the earth? Well, they're demonically inspired Luciferians masquerading as good folks. Anybody anybody picking up what I'm saying down? Anybody wanting to call me an anti-Semite yet? Amen. Huh? Until we recognize that there are the folks, I hate to tell you this, George Soros is not a righteous Jewish man. Okay? I hope you understand that. Mark Zuckerberg is not a righteous Jewish man. He may be a Jew. He may be he may be practicing Judaism, although he probably isn't. He's probably practicing Kabbalahism or studying the Zohar, probably. He is not a, what do I say? An Old Testament book of five books of the Bible. He one of those Jews, friends. He isn't one of those. He's of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not. Now, see, some of you out there still can't hear because all you hear is Jew. That's all you hear is Jew. And no matter how much we show you, Zionist, Jew, Israeli are not the same. You've been programmed to think them to be the same. You get it? You get what they've done to us here? So I'm not going to take time to read this to you. I'll put this link in the chat. John, you can stick out in the chat if you want to. Scroll down there a minute. This is a history in the Khazarian Mafia. It breaks it, 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 it just go boom, boom, boom. It went from here in 1922 to this in 19, hidden, hidden history of the incredibly evil Kazarian Mafia, 100 AD, 800 AD, walks you right through who these folks are and how they got to where they <sighs> And see, we think if I mention the Kazarian Jews, I'm anti-Israel. Are you, do you pick it up yet that I'm anti-Jew? Are you, you picking it up yet? We have people in our universities who claim to be Americans who hate America. They're socialists. They're communists. But they claim American. Do you get it? you understand the deception that's going? Oh, man. Who do you think created the Masons? Where does all that stuff come from? We really haven't dug too deep into all that stuff, but hey, it's right here. (laughs) It's right here. So I'm not going to take time to go through it. If you really want to know the truth. Now, if you are absolutely set on your dispensationalist theology, then you're not going to want it. Then don't don't bother to go here because you won't believe it, right? You won't. So I'm trying to give you evidence that you ain't going to walk away from here today as dumb as you were yesterday at least you're going to be a good Berean. Does anybody know what the Bereans did? Anybody out there know what the Bereans did? What did they do, Larry? What did the Bereans do, Larry? Man, they searched for truth in the Word. They searched the Scriptures daily to see if what they'd been told was the truth. Amen. And we're not good Bereans. We, we listen to Fox News. Hey, folks, are you looking at me? Fox News is wicked. Fox News is wicked. Oh, my goodness, they're wicked. They're all part of it. Oh, I got a lot of people want to say something. And I got, Chad, you want me to keep going? 
Let me keep. Let, let me keep going here a minute. Keep going. Keep coach. going. We got the after more... show. They can talk all they want. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let's do this real quick. Let's go to who are were the Roth. I don't want to play that yet. Yeah, go ahead. Who are the Rothschilds? We've all heard of the Rothschilds. They're the Kazarian Mafia. They're the Kazarian Mafia. Go ahead and play that real quick. Play it at 1.5. We can get it at 1.5. In our recent videos, we've seen a lot of comments asking us to talk about the Rothschild family. This family's been accused of nearly every conspiracy we could find. They're alleged to be leaders of secret societies, run the world's media and financial systems, and other shady dealings. The name Rothschild is synonymous with extravagant old world wealth. But we wanted to find out, who exactly are the Rothschilds? Well, the Rothschild family, as we know them today, began with Meyer Amschel Rothschild. He lived in the 18th century and served as a court Jew for German nobility. As odd as it sounds today, a court Jew was actually a respected banking position. At the time, the act of charging interest for money borrowed, or usury, was prohibited by the Bible. However, Jews had no such religious restriction, and so they were free to handle everyone's finances. Rothschild quickly amassed a huge fortune working for powerful European nobles, and married the daughter of another court Jew. They had five sons, who each established extensive banking industries in five major European countries, Germany, Austria, Britain, Italy, and France. In order to keep their massive fortunes from dispersing too widely, Meyer forced his children into arranged marriages within the family, not unlike royal intermarriage. Moreover, his will barred female descendants from a full inheritance. Since then, the Rothschilds have built up their wealth even further by serving as Europe's bankers during major conflicts, including the French Revolution and both sides of the Napoleonic Wars. They've also been involved in funding massive projects like the Suez Canal and once even bailed out the Bank of England. But are they really part of a massive Jewish banking media conspiracy to establish a new world order, as some are apt to believe? Well, all evidence points to no. Understandably, many Rothschild descendants hold high-ranking business and banking positions around the world. But it's not hard to see that old aristocratic families have greater access to opportunity and end up in high-ranking positions that other people may not have access to. Additionally, although the Rothschild Group is one of the largest global investment banks, the family itself is not nearly as rich as some make them out to be. A frequent figure used in connection with the family's wealth is $500 trillion. It's estimated that in the entire world, there are between one and two quadrillion dollars. And in fact, the global GDP is reportedly less than 100 trillion. So the idea that the Rothschilds control anywhere from half to a quarter of all the wealth on Earth is effectively impossible. More realistically, the LA Times reports that the Rothschild fortune is estimated between 350 billion and $1 trillion, which is still a considerable Okay, listen, I wanted to show you one that was somewhat neutral, right? So this guy's saying, yeah, the Rothschilds, uh, uh, they do exist, but they're, they're, they're really not behind the scenes doing it. They're really not the ones that are doing it. Although he just showed how the whole thing was laid out. I got to make another connection for you, okay? Two more connections, then I'm going to open it up. Um, uh, which one was? Income tax, number six. Number six. <clears throat> Does anybody know when the uh, income tax was, was uh, instituted in the United States of America? Did you know that... 1913. Up to 1913, the income tax was against the law. By the way, they don't even know if the 16th Amendment was ever really ratified, right? The income tax was up. This thing is so deep. I'm not going to get into it, okay? But I can tell you who was behind the 16th Amendment. Why, it would be the Rothschilds dynasty that was behind the passing of the 16th Amendment in the United States of America. And what did six, what did the passing of the 16th Amendment do? Why, it guaranteed them income throughout, however, throughout forever. Forever. They're funded. They're funded by what? By us. By the income tax, which is, by the way, unconstitutional, never ratified. But we're under this because why the kings of this earth. And then did you hear about number 10? Okay, I'm about done. I'm about done with I'm just giving you an overview. Number 10. Put number 10 up there. Number 10, the creature from Jekyll Island. You ever heard of that? The creation of the Federal Reserve. Dr. E uh E Griffin Ed, Ed, e, 
Edward Griffin, G. Edward Griffin, wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, which was the, the creation of the Federal Reserve, right? The Federal Reserve. And who do you suppose was right in the middle of creating the Federal Reserve? Why, these same kings of this earth who are conspiring against the Lord and against the anointed. The creature from Jekyll Island. Want to learn what happened? That's what happened. Whoever controls the money controls the people, right? Right? Am I with me? Huh? And so now what's, what's the Federal Reserve doing? Federal Reserve is printing money. The Federal Reserve is printing money. Printing money, loaning it to you, and getting a interest payment on the money they just printed in their basement. That's pretty good. That'd be a pretty good racket to have, wouldn't it? Huh? You like selling bottled water. <laughs> I mean, water's running right down the stream right beside you, and you go pay a dollar to get it. That, that's what's happened with the Federal Reserve. Okay? So I'm trying to show you all of these things are connected. These are not conspiracy theories, folks. These are not conspiracies. This is Psalm 2 in action. The kings of this world are conspiring against the Lord and against the United. You know, okay, one more thing i got to show you, and then, then I'm going to open it up, and we'll, we'll go at it here a bit. Coach, what's the point that you're making? Not all Israelis, not all Zionists, and not all Jews are the same. And if you don't understand that, you're never going to unpack the picture. Never going to unpack it. All right? What I want to throw up there last. Oh, an email. I sent it all by itself because we were talking yesterday about religion. Oh, that's a good one, too. I don't have time to do that one. Play the one that says Christian religions. <clears throat> Pull that up there, Christian religions. Because we were talking about denominationalism, how we got in the mess that we're in. I hope you're being edified by this, folks. I hope you are. Look at this. Look at this chart. This is the religions of the world. Now, Christian religions, I'm sorry. 52.9% of all Christians are Catholic. You know that? 53%. are Protestant. And then 10%, 11% are Eastern Orthodox. Now, I know what you're saying. What does that mean? What's Eastern Orthodox? Where are the Charismatics? Where are the, where are the, right? That's what you're all thinking, right? So there's the breakdown. Uh, 53%, I have to say that, Lord. Okay, I will. 53% of Christian world is under the control of the Pope. There I said it. There, I said it. Sorry. So then I said, okay, uh, go down to the next slide, Jonathan. Let's break down religion here a little bit. What's the largest religious denomination in the world? Wow. Pentecostals. Them tongue talkers. Are you kidding me? 34% 34% of all Christian are Pentecostal. Believe in the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's what Pentecostal means. 13%, no denomination at all. 10% Anglican, 9% Baptist, 8, 9% Lutheran, Methodist, Reformed. You're following the chart, right? Presbyterian, United Anabaptist, Salvation Army, Churches of Christ, Brethren. The Lord must sit up in there and think, why can't I get those guys all to play on the same team? 
Why can't they all just run the same damn play? He probably didn't say damn. I'm sorry. Why won't they just run the same play? Divide and conquer is the devil's. It's his game plan, friends. Bam. And he hides in the shadows. And are you ready, Dorothy? There is a man behind the curtain. But it isn't just a man. You find him in Psalm 2. And if we don't get it, we ain't going to get it. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Reggie. Oh, sorry, Coach. Um, so these are, you know, when you're speaking about the Rothschilds, you got to remember that they cover their names, their their masquerades. They actually go back to, if you go, it's like the Sangreal. It's the, um, they think they're the bloodline of Jesus, but it's a different right. Jesus. So they have different names. You got to look at, if you're looking to find out the real, it's Chigi, Medici, um, the Axe, Ruspoli, Tortellania. You got to go anyway, back and look at them in order to understand. They masquerade with different names. Habsburg's just another name. The St. Clair's, but you got to go back to this, the Magdalene Jesus thing, the, you know, the heresy, but that's where you're going to find your beginnings of figuring out who they are. And they're all in the Roman Catholic Church, too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, trying to, I, I, I'm just trying to help us open our eyes and see exactly what's yeah. going on. Here. Kevin, come on in. All right, Coach, you know how uh, annually they come out with reports listing the uh, the wealth of the wealthiest people in the world, says who they are and what the amounts are? You ever seen those? Yes. Okay. There's a certain name that never appears on that list. Can you imagine what that name is? What? Rothschild. <laughs> my, to my knowledge, the Rothschilds are never listed on those lists. I wonder why. So so understand this, folks. The fact that they see they they take us to wealth, measure in wealth. I'm I'm more concerned with control. With control. Now money controls people. But they can tell us how much money they have. I don't care about that. What control comes with that money? That's the that's the key thing we need to be asking ourselves. Betty Perkins come in. Somebody help me out. I'm looking for the Somewhere I have it, the chart that shows the seven media corporations, seven corporations that control all the media. Does anybody know if anybody can find that? Put, show me where it is. Come on in. I'm looking for it. As, as you're talking, I'm looking. Well, I just wanted to say I watched a lot of the fall of the cabal, and Hitler was actually adopted by the Rothschilds, and that it was, they had a plan for him as he grew up, and that's why he was where he was in Germany. It was all part of a plan. All part of a plan. He was one of them, right? Yes. He was adopted by them. So there's, uh, <clears throat> do we think Joe Biden was put in by the American people? Anybody think he was? So let's ask ourselves this, really. Get down right down to it. Was Donald Trump put in by the American people? Huh? Come on in, Joe. Everything that is hidden, I'm probably butchering it. Everything that is hidden will be revealed. We need to open up the Navy stockyards again. Bring on the courts. Nuremberg number two. There's evidence that that Obama, before when he was senator, was brought into Rothschilds. Over there, there are pictures of him over there with the senators doing all these uh, chemical labs. So but if Obama, we don't get it, during eight years, Obama, he was doing all this stuff. 
We need to bring the courts. Because he was selected. He was yes. selected. Right? Yes. Larry, come in. Yeah, Psalm 2 is so, so, so significant. And, and we really, really do, like you say, have to understand what it's saying and pay heed to it. But let's not forget Psalm 1. Let's not forget the very first sentence, the very first thought in the Psalms is, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't go out there letting letting the ungodly men guide and and lead you and take you down places just because they have the credentials, nor stands in the path of sinners, hangs out, hangs out in, in the evil realm, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Okay, that that's the first clause the, the first thoughts in the whole book of palm psalms is don't fall into satan's temptations amen Larry. we cannot be, we cannot be ignorant of his devices right we can't be ignorant of his devices. if we are ignorant of his devices we will in fact fall into that temptation hey jonathan fine i just found it i just sent it to you don't over mess, messing around over here uh, Craig, come on in. Hey, Coach, I, I think I have a good analogy for people to understand the Federal Reserve, okay? Uh, the Federal Reserve is about as federal as Federal Express is attached right. to the government. So, you you know, you have your show, right? But, you know, you have contracted out to uh, Jared to run all your, uh, you know, uh, technical things and put the show on, right? But it, you, own, you own the show. So this is what the government did, okay? And these are the other governments. They took their monetary system, and they have a contractor. Ours is called the Federal Reserve System. And what they do is they say, you're the administrator of our money, okay? And what you get to do is we're going to print it, and we're going to do all this. You just administer it. So let's just say they, okay, get to set the interest rate at 3%. So what what happens is, is the money goes to the contractor, they get to take out their, you know, they have to pay the little administrative, so let's just say uh, a quarter of a percent. So they get to make the profit of 2.75% on all the money that is loaned out to the banking system. And it stays within those families. And when the Federal Reserve System, the 12 Federal Reserves were established, families got to buy into the stock, okay, and then they closed it. You can't buy into the stock of the Federal Reserve because it's all the rich families that established it. And then that's how they get all the money. And then what they do, and you can do this, you can look this up. They're nice. And they say, well, we're going to give back to the federal government's general fund a percentage of that 2.75% profit that they made. And they keep half of it. So they make percentages on trillions and trillions of dollars. So the federal government... The federal government has the power to print money, lets the Federal Reserve do, do it, and then pays money to the federal. It's um, it's um, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Right. And, and that's why if you go back and look at this whole thing in 2008, Lehman was part of this initial stuff. Lehman family was part of that stock in, in initially in the 1914s and 15s, right? So when they were squabbling because they were like, hey, you're going to get you're going to get hung out, dude. You're going to do this. And that's why he Lehman Brothers you know, was the was the linchpin in two thousand eight. They let it fall. Yeah, it's it's horrible, Coach. It's it, horrible. It ties in. It's it's just horrible. Up on the screen right now, I finally found it. Six corporations that these are the six companies that control all media. Can you make that a little bit larger there for me, uh, Jonathan? I don't know if you can. 
1983, 90% of American media was owned by 50 companies. 1983, it was owned by 50 different companies. In 2011, that same 90% is now controlled by six companies. Controlled government, Luciferian, Kazarian, Mafia, government, controlled media. Friend, I'm sorry, friends. Who are they? GE. Look at, look at their companies. GE, Comcast, NBC, Universal Pictures, Focus Features, News Corp, Fox, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, Disney, ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Miramax, Marvel Studios, Viacom. You, I wonder what you would find sitting up at the top of every one of these countries. I wonder if you'd find a, I wonder if you'd find uh, one of those who say they are but are not sitting at the top of every one of these things. Viacom, MTV, Nick Jr., BET, CMT, Paramount Pictures, Time Warner, Warner Brothers, right? CNN, HBO, Time, Warner Brothers, CBS. What's CBS? And why they own Showtime? Submission Channel, NFL.com, Jeopardy, 60 Minutes. So all the information you get and I get goes through those six filters. And do you think, oh, I got in trouble I said last time. You think Rush Limbaugh wasn't controlled? Huh? He was not to say so much. You think Sean Hannity's not controlled? He can say so much. You can go this far. Don't you go beyond that. You start getting into that stuff. Huh? You want to find out who's in charge? Figure out who you can't criticize. And we cannot criticize who? The Jews. Friends, Jews, Israelis, Zionists are not the same. What do we call these people in control? They're not Jews. How do we know that? Because Jesus said, those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Are you with me? Golly. Michelle. Hey, good morning, team. Um, yes, the I think every single money system, capitalism, socialism, communism, I think failure, they are, they're all going to fail because – Money is inherently a, a Ponzi scheme that only benefits the, the scam artist. So they know this. They, the economy works like electricity, and they can improve the economy if they wanted to, but they've got it under volume control. So the bankers suppress the economy, make everybody dependent on them. Um, then they tax you. They take the taxes, and wherever there's taxes, they're well, socialists. Well, they take who's the they? taxes, they pocket they? it, make them rich. Michelle, who you're who's talking they? about? The bankers, exactly who you're talking about. No, 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 they no. use who's our they? money to fund crimes against humanity, no, and no, they no. spend who's it on they? bodyguards. Who's they? Who you're talking about? The bankers. Who's they? Who are they? The bankers. Who are the bankers? The Caesarian uh, Mafia. No. Oh, the Caesarian Mafia. They're the right. bankers. And this money's like spent on bodyguards protecting them. Well, see, here's the, here's the point I'm trying to make to you today. They're going to tell you they're Jews, and then you criticize them, and you're anti-Semitic. Do you see the game? Folks, do you see the game? Those who say they are Jews and are not, 
They're Jews. They're Jews. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I found out yesterday I got Jewish blood in me. Uh, I am one of them. I am one of them. I am, I am. Uh, Myra, you've been waiting a while. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Saints, I am in agreement with the huddle in regard to truth and uh, what Coach said in the beginning. 1 Corinthians one eighteen, King James Version. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us, which we are saved, it is the power of God. Thank you. Amen. Randy. Coach, when the, when the Jews came back from Babylon, they brought back the system of usury from, the, from Babylon. They brought it back to Israel, and God hated it. You can read about it in the book of right. Nehemiah. That's right. That's right. That's what you're talking about, Rochelle. It isn't the Usury spot. is anti-Christian. Usury, charging okay. of interest, is wicked. Good. So, Coach, economy. God established the law of supply and demand. It's a free market. That's how it works. It works well. It's just how it is. But when they take it over and they make it about debt and they, and it's them making money. It's what you're talking about. The, the, the federal reserve bank, it's how they're set up to make money off of, off of evil. This is what God hates. He doesn't have a problem with money. It's the problem is the system. So, so Randy, I I went into Lowe's the other day to buy flooring for the, Replace some flooring at Sky High. I went into Lowe's because I have a Lowe's credit card. I went in there and I gave the girl the Lowe's credit card. And uh, she came, they rejected my card. I said, why why you reject my card? She looked in there. She says, well, you don't have a balance on it. I said, I know I don't have a balance. I paid it off. She says, well, because there's no balance on there, uh, you have have to put some money. I've never heard this before. You got to put some money in on the credit card so you have some balance. Well, I thought she's crazy. So I didn't pay attention to it. And, And then what happened? Then she they she hit a couple buttons. All of a sudden, it came up approved. $1,000 limit. It was approved. The card that I've had for 10 years was approved again at $1,000 limit. And I'm getting ready to charge about $2,400 in flooring, right? I said, I, I can't charge it. It's more than 1000 She hits another button, and it was approved. Because why? Because we're on a debt-based system. The only way they can keep the, the economy operating is for you to continue to borrow so they can continue to get interest. Folks, this thing is so getting ready to collapse. I'm not trying to scare anybody. It's built literally on a house of cards. It is the ultimate Ponzi scheme. This economic that the, You're right. that the Kazarian Mafia, not Jews, the Kazarian Mafia, those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, have seized America and control of America. And I talked to somebody the other day, and I said to them, why do you pay your taxes? What was the response? Because you all have the same response. I don't want to go to jail. Everyone had the same response. I don't want to go to jail. Something wrong, isn't it? Something wrong in a system like that where they take your money and they steal it from you? And they do they fund all types of evil, kill babies with it, and traffic children with it, destroys family with it, right? Run up inflation so the people gotta pay six dollars gasoline. How about this? I remember when Coke used to be a dime. Now, as I said yesterday, it's two dollars and ten cents, right? See, whoever controls the money, the love of money, it's the root of all evil. And who's controlling it? The Kazarian Mafia. Google it. See you tomorrow.